Greetings, everyone, and welcome to episode 18 of Teaching Tales, the podcast all about sharing stories from the world of education. I am Brent Coley, your host, and joining me today, I'm very thrilled to join to have us to have join us are my friend Corey Orlando. Corey, thank you so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. This Absol- is exciting. Absolutely. So, Corey, we just recently we just recently met at the Lead Three Symposium Conference in Redondo Beach back in what was it mid April, I think. And we met uh, from a mutual friend, Todd Schmidt. We were this is true. we were in between sessions, and uh, we got to talking, and it seemed like we just kept showing up in the same sessions <laughs> at the com- at the conference. And so, before we get too much into what we're going to talk about today, let everyone know who is Corey Orlando. All right, it's going to be short and sweet, just like me. Um, I am currently a TOSA teacher on special assignment in Simi Valley Unified School District. That's in Southern California. Uh, Before that, I was a K through four years at the same school, Um, multiple classrooms and multiple grades. But like I said, short and sweet, that's me. All right. Fantastic. Well, when we were talking at the LEAD 3 conference and you and... At the end of the broadcast, we'll let you kind of like let everybody know how people can find you online because you've written some really good blog posts. We kind of through Voxer and Twitter have kind of talked and realized that we had something in common as far as one of the big themes at the Lead 3 conference was kind of stepping out of our comfort zone. And mm-hmm. John Ike did an amazing presentation. That I, did, you go to, did you go to his presentation? I did not, but I heard all about it, and I got him in the hallway and, and got the whole rubber band stretching thing one-on-one. And, see, I didn't even get that. But, uh, yeah, I, I didn't go to it, but I same thing. I heard all about the amazing thing and I've his, his session, and I've since gone online and, and found about it. And, yeah, just the whole concept of a rubber band is made to be stretched, and when it's stretching, it's working, and, and just – equating that to stepping out of our comfort zone. So for this broadcast, kind of the stories that you and I kind of talked about via text and Voxer about, well, what can we talk about? We talked about stepping out of our comfort zones because I know at the Lead 3 conference, you and I both stepped out of our comfort zone (laughs) in terms of stretching that rubber band and doing things that maybe um, aren't comfortable because you and I are both introverts. This is true. This is true. And I think we were, again, via text and Voxer, I think there for anyone listening, I, if you're an introvert listening, you probably would agree that I think there's a misperception out there. And would you agree, Corey, about introverts? Because you were saying, what were you, what were you saying that when, when, when people find out you're an introvert, what is their, what is their typical response? Um, it's interesting because I usually will say it after presenting in front of them. Um, and they don't believe it. And I found that as well, meeting people, honestly, last week, and I was presenting, and a few of the people I spoke to also shared that they were introverts, and I said the same thing. Really? That, I don't see that. But, yeah, people kind of don't believe it at, at first. Yeah, because I, I think that, that the perception that many have of people who are introverts is, oh, you're shy, you don't like to be around people or anything like that, because I get the same thing. I'm an introvert. 
I'm the principal of an elementary school and every Friday I get up in front of about 900 people at a Friday flag ceremony and introduce things and make announcements and give awards and people think, well, how could you do that? If you're an introvert, how could you get up in front of so many people? Or like you said, sharing at conferences, Q conference, the lead three symposium, things like that. Introverts recharge by being alone. <laughs> it's not that we don't like to be around people. It's that we, we recharge by being alone. And sometimes it's hard to step out of our comfort zone to do certain things. And did you want to, did you want to share one of, one of your stories about how you have stepped out of your comfort zone, how you have stretched the rubber band, so to speak? Sure. So I'll start kind of when I had my switch flip moment is what I like to call it, kind of where I made that jump. Um, when I was in the classroom my first 12 years, I was super, super quiet. Um, you might say shy. You know, if I said a word in a staff meeting, it would be shocking. Mm. We got a new principal in my last two years who found something in me, I don't know what it was, and kind of fostered and, and grew me forward. And one of the things we did was she said, hey, do you want to go do a presentation with me? Which was the farthest thing from my mind. Somehow, I don't know how it happened. Sure, I did it. I jumped for it. And we presented together. And as I'm presenting, people are listening. And I couldn't believe it. And they're writing things down. And it clicked what I'm saying and, and buying it, I guess you would say. Mm. And from that leap, I found that that's something I love, as I love presenting to people. And had it not been for that little switch flip moment, I wouldn't be in my current position today. Um, later, she called me into her office maybe a month later, and some woman was sitting there and she said, okay, Corey, you're going to present to this ELD group. Here you go. And I said, yeah, you're going to present with me, right? She's like, I'll... I'll help you get ready, but you're on your own. So it was kind of that jumping into the water. That's kind of how things happen to me is I get actually pushed into the water and then I have no other choice but to swim. Mama bird, mama bird pushing you to the edge of the nest and say, okay, you're, you're ready to, you're ready to fly. Yeah. And for me, there's no other option except to fly. Yeah. Well, and sometimes that's, I mean, like you said, look at you're in your current position because of that, that stepping out of your, of your comfort zone. I mean, I had the story that I was thinking of sharing was when we were at lead three, the first, the first evening they had after the sessions, they had the, I don't even remember, but like the social out on the, out on the, the balcony mm -hmm. or whatever, where people, they had hors d'oeuvres and things like that. And people could order drinks if they'd like, and I'm not a drinker. And those are not the types of events that I typically am comfortable going to. Even when I know people that are there, it's more comfortable for me to just hang out in my room and just kind of relax after the day. And, and, but this year I said, you know what, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm going to go there. And it was great. I had, I was able to strike up some great conversations with people I already knew. And I was able to meet people that I did not know or that I hadn't spoken with in several, several years, it was, and it was, it was hard for me. And I know for some people listening, it's like, it was hard for you to go and eat hors d'oeuvres on the patio in Redondo beach on the Pacific ocean. 
geez, life, life is hard, Brent. It's like, no, that, that, that is difficult for me. And the following night, kind of a follow-up story to that is it was what Friday night and, and a bunch of some people were going, Todd Schmidt invited me to dinner and Katina Haugen. I'm sorry. He didn't invite me. Uh Oh, I'm sorry. Next time, next year. So they said, Hey, do you, do you, do you want to come to dinner? And I was like, yeah, I, I would. And I'll, and I'll be honest for the next couple of hours, I kind of went back and forth like, Oh, I'm tired. Do I, <laughs> it'd be so much easier for me to go get a burrito and retire to my hotel room and turn on sports center and just be comfortable. But <laughs> I said, no, that's not what I, I'm here to meet people. I'm here to, to network. I'm here to learn during the sessions, but this is part of the learning experience and I need to step out of my comfort zone. And we went to, was it Shabu Shabu? It's some Japanese place where the type of restaurant where you cook the food in front of you. Have you ever been to a place like that? Yeah, I love those. Yeah. I've never been to a place like that. <laughs> and that is not, I, I actually, when we got there, I took a picture and I texted my wife and said, hey, babe, look where I'm eating tonight. And she thought somebody had hijacked my phone because it's not the type of place that I would go to. But I was able to sit down, I mean, went with Todd and Brian Briggs, Ryan O'Donnell, Katina, Joe Clark, David Culberhouse, who we learned a bunch from in sessions, Mike Lawrence, I mean, COO of Q, and, and Michael Morrison. I mean, had I stayed in my hotel room, I would have missed out, number one, on some good food. Number two, I mean, I was sandwiched between Brian Briggs and David Culberhouse, and Brian and I were kind of in the same boat. This was not, this was not our wheelhouse in terms of uh, dining experiences. We were like the, uh, what are we supposed to do now type thing, and everyone got a big kick out of out of us, and I think some pictures were tweeted out of um, how ridiculous we looked eating, trying to eat that type of stuff. But it was amazing. It was amazing, and it's something I completely would have missed out on had had, had I gotten a burrito to go and gone back to my hotel room. <laughs> so, I mean, have you have you had any experiences like that? Like when you go to conferences and things like that? I mean. Anything like that? Yeah, absolutely. So I just had the pleasure of presenting this past weekend at QBold, my first time presenting for Q. And I went there knowing <laughs> I knew John Carippo and I know um, Eddie Campos Jr. Didn't know anyone else. So that is a huge, huge jump for me. Um, but super, super excited for the opportunity. And I went and I had a roommate. So. Mm introvert status right there. And it turned out to be fantastic. My roommate was wonderful. Um, she's a very sweet girl and, and she sh kind of showed me the ropes around and we had a really, really good time. Just like you at dinner, I met a ton of people face to face who I have, you know, talked to on Twitter before and everyone was just so um, inviting and the energy was incredible. Um, it was a really, really great experience. And, um, it pushed me out of my comfort zone. Not only did I present for the first time with Q, but I was with a bunch of people I didn't know. Yeah. Well, and, and again, I'm going back to, as you're saying that, and I'm thinking back to my experience 
and the whole analogy of the bird flying, if we never, if we never, if they never pushed them out of the nest, they never learned to fly. And burritos are great in my, <laughs> using my example, yeah, burritos are tasty, but if that's all I ever eat, I'm never going to try something else. I mean, I had an, I had a, another session and I actually told this story in one of the previous episodes with Rushton Hurley. But it's worth retelling because it's very applicable to what we're talking about today and introversion and that's just introversion, but stepping out of our comfort zone. It was two or three years ago, I had the opportunity to present a session at the annual Q conference in Palm Springs with Tim and Scott Bedley. Do you follow them on Twitter? I do. Yeah. So, I mean, and talk about out of the box rock star teachers that's these guys i mean great people great friends um amazing teachers and we were going to do a session on um digital storytelling and we were doing some conference calls and voxer calls and things like that to plan it and one afternoon i remember we were planning and i don't remember if it was tim or scott came up with the idea of saying like hey let's just crowdsource the whole thing Let's just like show up and not really have a slide deck or have like a real minimal slide deck and just ask the attendees what, what they have to share and thing, that type of thing. And Tim is like, yeah, that would be fantastic. And Scott's like, yeah, that would be great. And I'm on the other line going, um, but, but that's not comfortable for me. But, but, but what, if, what if that doesn't go well? Fast forwarding to the end of the story is I agreed because I thought, you know what, Tim and Scott, they're the men. They know what they're doing. We're going to go for this. I'm going to step out of my comfort zone. We got there. We had a slide deck, and they even took it farther out of the box. They gave the link to the Google slide deck. We gave the link to, to attendees. When they came in the door, Tim and Scott said, let's give them the link and tell them to hijack it. <laughs> not view only access. Let's tell them, Hey, here's our slide deck. Go ahead and add to it. Just don't take out the stuff that we already have, but add to it. The, that session, it, it killed. It was, it, it went so well. And I say that not because of me, because had I been in charge, we wouldn't have done it. At that point, a few years ago, I was not at a place where if, if I was the one totally leading it, I would have said, no way, we have to have it, we have to have it structured, we have to have it organized, we have to stay inside the lines of this box. So, but that's not them. They, they are out-of-the-box thinkers, and I am so thankful that I went along with them and followed their lead because I would not have experienced the session that we did, uh, had I done, had I done it my way and better than that, the session, the attendees, they wouldn't have experienced, they would have been not nearly as entertained and they wouldn't have gotten as much out of it. So anyway, any other, uh, any other stories or anything, any, uh, rubber band stretching experiences that you want to share? Sure. So kind of like your story you just shared this weekend, part of the Q-Bold experience were these lesson builder panels, which was literally a few of us presenters and building a lesson 
with the participant. No prep, nothing going on. Ooh. And I was in the room with Matt Miller, Ditch That Textbook, uh -huh. and Anne Cosma. And I'd never met either of them before, and we're up there. And I was nervous, figuring I'd just keep my mouth shut the whole time and just nod and smile like I do. But it turned out, just like your situation, absolutely fantastic. It was my favorite part of the weekend. And not only did the three of us collaborate, but it was the whole room collaborating. Mm -hmm. And we created, we did two different sessions. And we created these lessons for everyone that was in the room. And I spoke and I added ideas and I was shocked that I was doing that. And at the end, I even said that I said, I, I walked in here thinking I would not say a word, but I'm really glad that I did. And so just something like that, huge stretch for me, but so yeah, glad yeah. I did it. That's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, I mean, <sighs> yeah, I'm just, it's hard. And for anybody listening, I mean, that's, Again, every episode we try to have some sort of, I won't call it a moral, or but something that you can take away and it's going to be hard sometimes to step out of our comfort zone. But I mean, the story that you just shared, getting up, I mean, Matt Miller and Ann Cosma, those are, those are some, <laughs> those are some powerhouse, powerhouse educators and you were able to be right there with them putting your, your not just two cents, but your $2, $10 in, and people were walking away, getting something out of it, and be, all because you took a risk. And I just, I, I'm just, I'm thankful to just the whole rubber band analogy that John Ike, I'm hoping to have John Ike on in a future podcast, because uh, it's just such, that's when rubber, the whole rubber band's purpose is to stretch. Right. We're not stretching, we're not growing. And if we're not trying anything new, we're not learning. So that's what it's all about. Absolutely. And so this is what has kept me kind of jumping forward is kind of my purpose. I feel now others stretch and grow. And I can't ask the people that I work with to take risks if I'm not doing it myself. So now I don't even think twice because I have to do it for the people I work with and the people I talk to. So I've been saying yes, left and right, and it's been proving to be a great experience. I said yes to doing this today. This was a big stretch. Mm. Well, I, mean, I am talk about that. This is this doing this podcast with you. Well, I am. Uh, whoops. The light went out in my in my office. So, <laughs> the uh, I am I'm honored that you said. First of all, I'm stoked that you said yes, and I'm honored that that you chose to 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 make this stretch. And again, it's my hope that anyone listening right now, if you're on the fence, if you're thinking about trying something new, if you're a teacher who's like, oh, I was thinking about modifying my homework policies or I'm thinking about trying that whole breakout edu thing or I was thinking about trying to do this new Minecraft project or I was thinking whatever it is or if you're an administrator I was thinking about trying x y or z go for it because even if it doesn't go perfectly you can always tweak things but if we stay and again I'm not preaching this to everyone else I am preaching this to myself because like I said it's easy for me to eat burritos all the time. <laughs> I like burritos, but if that's all I, I mean, I'm going to miss out on the lobster 
and all those other things out there that I would never even think to try because I want to stay comfortable. So, Corey, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for um, for coming on. I, I, I hope people got something out of it. I hope that our stories of stepping out of our comfort zones would, would lead others to do the same. And um, if somebody is listening and they want to learn more about, because as I mentioned at the beginning, you write some great blog posts. Where, where can we find you on Twitter and online? Um, gosh, let me see. So my blog is Leading in Limbo. If you just put that in your search bar, that will come up. On Twitter, I'm at CoreyOrlando1. And those are the best places to find me. I'm always there. Awesome. You you are you are a frequent contributor to, contributor to Twitter. And again, I, I encourage anyone listening, uh, definitely follow Corey on Twitter and check out her blog. You blog like once a week. Is that you blog? Yeah, it's usually once a week. I just get whatever's in my head out on paper. Awesome. Well, it's it is good stuff. Definitely encourage anyone listening to check that out. And want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, as always, if you like what you hear, uh, subscribe. That would be appreciated. If you like what you hear, write us a review. Uh, but more than that, tell your friends. And it's not about climbing up the ranks on the iTunes chart. It's about wanting to share with as many people as possible. So if you like what you hear, uh, let your colleagues know. Let your friends know. Uh, so hopefully we can get the message out and share as many stories with as many people as possible. Corey, thank you again. Totally appreciate it. Have a great rest of your week. We're recording on a Thursday, so have a good Friday and a good weekend. And to everyone listening, mom and dad, thank you very much. Appreciate that. Everyone else listening, until next time, have a good one.